Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, but, you know, I usually have a roster with me, but today, you know, everybody's doing their thing. But that doesn't stop us from what we're doing today. So this is now Engineering Ring, which means one thing. We've got a special guest for you. And this man, I can say, honestly, I've known this man for quite a long time. We have walked similar paths. We have, it seems like we've done a lot of the same things without actually knowing it. But here we go. This is the man himself, Collar and Elbows, Rookie of the Year for 2020. He is OVW's number one contender. He is the one percenter of the one percenters. This is the man, the myth, the legend, my best friend I can actually call out here, Roman Roselle. How's it going, man? Oh, great, man. Bruh. Let me, let me share this story with you really quick before everything. So I kind of told you something that we were talking about um, on the phone that, like, I had my friend, like, pass away, and it just randomly you popped in. And I was like, dude, the guy that I hung out with in 2003 is, here he is. <laughs> and so, like, going back and, like, right? <laughs> but uh, going back and, like, um, reading your journey, man, like, I just have to say, bro, you've done some amazing things, sir. I just want to let you know, like, how honored I am that you're here and then, like, how honored I am to be able to call you my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So let's get into this, man. Like, really quick, a lot of things we could ask. Um, if people don't know who you are, guys, there are tons of interviews all over YouTube. Just type in the name Roman Rizal, follow. We'll put a whole bunch of links in here for you. So he is the top one presenter. He is the only Green Beret in pro wrestling. I have to be honest, man. That's the best thing to say. And honestly, my first question right off the jump for you, bro. What do you think is missing from pro wrestling? Oh, man. Good storylines. <laughs> No, they're all pretty good. The fans, like live events, that's what I think is missing. I mean, obviously, it's a you asked a more in-depth question, but that's when I watch, I'm like, ah, oh, you don't realize how much the fans and just having them in attendance changes just the product itself. Um, and I think the other part is um, just having the creative um, ownership to do like what you want to do, you know, um, for the most part, a lot of things are scripted or you're kind of told what to do and whatnot. And I've been kind of fortunate for the most part of kind of coming up and see what works for me and, uh, being told to either dial it up or dial it down and change things here and there. But it's pretty cool that I've, I've gotten to have that. And I think, um, other other organizations that kind of get to do a lot of that creative stuff on their own, like, you know, AEW does a lot of that, but I know WWE, not so much. And yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I don't like bad mouth in any companies or anything like that. Cause that's all I do is I watch wrestling outside of this. But for me, that's what's, that's, what's missing. It just seems so uh, like not real. Like it's not authentic. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like a lot of characters are, like, really forced, and they're, like, you can tell, like, the guys are trying their best to make it work for them, but, like, especially with another brand, 
um, they're very controlling about like everything that goes through, but at least with like, I feel like with impact as well as like AEW, as you were saying, like the creative controls there for the guys to be able to take ownership of like their okay. characters and like truly like get them out there. So yeah, I can agree with that. It's funny, man, because we've been, we've been watching wrestling for so long. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, um, but yeah, and I think that's what makes a, like a really good entertainer or artist is when they could really sell you something and you have to question, was it scripted? Is it not? You know, what is it? I like a lot of those guys. And, you know, like Sammy Callahan and John Moxley, they're really good at that. You know, Jericho, of course. So I, I think those those guys kind of stand out when it comes to, or even Eddie Kingston, you know, those guys off the is really good. Yeah, Eddie Kingston has to be, like, one of my favorite dudes to just shoot promos. I just like watching his work, and you're right. Like, he, you know, watching, like, being the elite on, like, YouTube, like, he definitely, like, watching him, some like, just talk about Sour Patch Kids. I was like, I hate Sour Patch Kids now. As I'm eating Sour Patch Kids, so <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Uh, so another question that I got for you, man, is, like, what what kind of advice would you want to give like up and coming wrestlers? Man, kind of like what I just said, try to be, try to make everything come off as like real and authentic, I, especially even with promos. Cause some guys will be like, and I've come all this way and I'm going to get you. It's like, I'd rather you just hear like, Hey man, I've come all this way and I'm going to come here and get you. Something simple like that changes the dynamic and the approach right, like right off the bat. And, uh, hmm. and really, I guess, up that social media game, you know, get out there and make, make the trips. So, like, yeah, for any up-and-comer, get out and do as many shows as you can. Go broke driving yourself to get no pay, but just the experience and exposure of wrestling in front of people and seeing different towns, seeing different people. So there's a number of things that come out of that. You know, you get to network, kind of get – your name out there you kind of get to know more of the boys and then you know it's it's that's been very beneficial to me but at the same time make sure you're documenting that and still working on your craft you know training you know you can't just do a show and not train the rest of the week that's what i love about um you know at opw and even you know the AEW guys you know you see them on tv but what you don't see is that just like a pro team they're out here practicing you know Thursday through Friday, Saturday, whatever it is, you know, on Mondays. So it's, if, if, and they're at the top stage. So if they're doing it and you're an up and coming wrestler and you're not doing that, that's probably what you need to do. That's, that's some great advice. That's some great advice. Always work on your craft and always, you know, network. That's important too. Cause especially for you going to um, devotion championship and then come back into OVW. Like I've, I've seen you just like, the way you travel all over the place, man. I just have to say, like, it looks exhausting, man, but it looks like you're having a lot of fun doing it as well. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> so. It's, it's a problem to have. <laughs> it is a good problem to have. Uh, so my other big question for you, man, and this is kind of like kind of sums up really everything that we were to kind of talk about. is like, what drives you in the business to want to keep, like, reaching new levels? Well, this is all I ever wanted to do is pro wrestling obviously i started a family early um and had to take responsibility and go to school go to college and then along with that more kids came and i had to take even more responsibility you know and i joined the service 
uh, did what I had to do to provide, you know, security, insurance, all that other stuff. And luckily, with a lot of injuries, I've been able to make a good recovery. Went back to school and got my degree, you know, to fall back on. But again, uh, I set myself up to take care of like careers first. And once I got that out of the way, then I was like, okay, now it's time to do what I want to do. As long as I can make it work. I didn't just be like, I'm going to give up everything and do this. Like strategically I had to do that. And the more patient, which I wasn't patient, but I'm, I mean, what else could I do? You know, I was an NCAA athlete and all that other stuff. I had to finish what I started first. And in the meantime, I was just getting more hungry and hungry and hungry. And also had to hear everybody saying, you know, you know, it's, it's not easy to break into the business at this age or, you know, if you haven't had any training or this and that. So that was like my drive was one to prove a lot of those people wrong. And also at the same time, let people know like, Hey, this is a business. And just like any other business, if you're marketable, you have skills, you're this and that, like people create new businesses every day that become, you know, multi-million dollar businesses. So as a wrestler, you got to think of yourself like that and not really listen to what people have to say, especially if you look at where they've been and why they're not where they're at, then chances are they're either just hating on you, they don't believe in you, or they just bitter, you know, for the most part. But I've seen it done so many times by so many people just put in so much work, train hard, and, like, advance just highly, you know, than just a guy, let's say, that did that's been wrestling three years, but you got a guy who's, you know, an Olympic athlete training hard, perfecting this, being coachable, you know, another person's four years, like as far as training and stuff. Now the experience as far as getting in front of people, that's, that's of course different, but it's working on those basic basics and just being able to be confident and just build yourself up. And that's, that's what's driven me is to be like at that status to keep, keep grinding, grinding to where I want to prove the naysayers wrong. And two, also um, show that I belong at that top level. That's awesome, man. It's, it's wild to think, man. Cause I remember the day that you came and talked to me and it was telling me like, Hey dude, like I'm joining the military. And I remember just like looking at you and be like, yeah, good man. Go do your thing. Where are you going to go? And I remember like the discussions about possibly going to Kentucky. And I remember all these discussions and then like, to see like, and, and to go back and watch and listen to your journey and stuff and everything that's happened, dude, like you could tell like certain people have like that heart that they want to reach that pinnacle. Like they say they want to reach it, but certain people's like heart shows it. And I have to be honest, man, like watching you, just the journey that you've been on through going to be an NCAA athlete and being, well, being a green a beret first, then being an NCAA athlete, coming to OVW, then going to devotion. And then, you know, knowing that you're working with uh, the nightmare factory, dude, like, by all means, like you can clearly see like there's certain people with the, with the grind. And I hear you too on that as well as like, people told me the same thing. Like, they're like, you're, you're not getting into the business. They're like, you're too old. You're, you're just not gonna do it. And I was like, but DDP was 36. Like, you should be. Say that again. He's 35. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm gonna do it. So, um, all right, man. Aside from that, man, more, like you got a, a best-selling book. You are, like we said, at OVW. You're one half of the tag chance for devotion. Like, 
what where do you see yourself reaching out in like next five to ten years AEW heavyweight champion baby <laughs> I can somehow I'm a prize fighter I like it man by the way your promo that you cut on OVW this last week because I know we're recording this on 1012 so if you guys haven't seen it go go back you guys can check it out on YouTube phenomenal just thanks yeah it's good I'm really enjoying working there and it's live TV so it's like I'm getting that experience and all the psychology comes along with that the nerves the messing up and making sure you it's really great. It's really a great place to hone that crap, you know, learn how to get over and see what works and what doesn't work. So one of my questions that I really do want to ask too, is just like from the transition from like maybe basic training into like your first year of pro wrestling, is it like very structured kind of like, does it kind of like feel like it's similar? Like what's, what's like the, I guess like the, the major differences between obviously like the well, two basic and the calendar's kind of lined up for you to where like, hey, zero eight, you'll be here, ten hundred, this and that. So it's structured in that way. Um, but it's basic training. You're you're creating a whole new product out of a person. You're taking them from civilian and transforming into a soldier. And so, in the aspect of becoming a pro wrestler, you know, you're taking a you know wrestling fan and athlete, whatever it is, and molding them into a professional wrestler and that encompasses a lot of things because a lot of people just think everyone can do it and they probably could but not going to become like legendary status you know so I mean it's the hardest thing that I've ever had to do I've always been like a natural at everything but it's you know footwork it's basics it's learning how to you know look at the cameras show emotion do a lot of things that are just kind of difficult and takes practice repetitions that just doesn't always come natural. And if they do, it's not going to be repetitive until it just becomes consistent with practice. So that's, that's one of the, it's been, I don't understand why I haven't, uh, I progress really fast, but in my head, I'm used to progressing a lot faster. So that's why I'm like, man, progressing so challenging. And then the body, what it does to the body too. So it's, um, it's, yeah, I look at the whole sport differently now ever since becoming one. And it's, I think that's the, the battle because I still try to go in as a fan sometimes. And I remember, no, I'm different. I'm a competitor. I'm, you know, this, you know, here I'm equivalent. I'm subordinate. There's all those things that come along with it. And so that's, and that's the same thing in the Army. You know, you're a private, you're a sergeant, you're this, and you, know, you have all that. So it's very similar. So they, you know, they transfer over. Well, man, like, that's kind of like all my like my big hard hitting questions because I really planned for this to be kind of like you and I because like I said like we we've had history you know back in the day and now to see us like where we are it's just it's really wild to see like the the similarities and the way we both found ourselves into like a business that we both love and we both love since we were kids um but with that being said though man I, I want to jump into these 10 count questions so with that being said, here we go into the 10 count questions. It's super simple, man. We're literally going to fire off questions at you. You're going to have the first thought that comes to your mind. Let's get it. So we put the imaginary timer on the clock. Bing! And here we go. Favorite place to travel? Arizona. Best hamburger spot? Oh, this place called Bad Daddy's right out here in Smyrna or in Atlanta, wherever it is. 
just discovered it. Nice. Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Bret Hart. Last show you binge watched? Um, the Halloween Habit. 97? <laughs> Wait, what year was that? Halloween. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was on the network one after the other. Oh, dang. That's awesome. SmackDown or Raw? Neither. <laughs> I know the answer to this question, but our fans don't. Favorite football team? I love Raw, and I, there are, I have some favorite wrestlers, but just not following it too much. I'm being uh, honest. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's okay. <laughs> that's <what it's, laughs> Love and die for it, but I'm just like, gosh, man. It's tough. All right. I know this question. I know this answer. Favorite football team? Cowboys. Best place to train? Nightmare Factory. This is going to be a question. I'm interested in this answer. I asked this question to you. I haven't asked this yet to you. Um, favorite Bible verse? Uh, Colossians 3.10. says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, greed, evil desires. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. As God's will, you should be sanctified, not like the heathens that I don't know, that seek after lust and all the other stuff who are called to be set apart and different. That last part was kind of paraphrased, but. That's all right with me. Uh, all right, question, next question, man. Chapter best, three. <laughs> best place to live? Arizona. And then last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person that comes on the show, favorite curse word? Uh, that's, I mean, fuck. <laughs> well, that's it for the, my, my 10 count questions, man. And mainly for like this interview, man, like genuinely, man, like I said, I'm just super excited to see how far you've come and see the things that you've done. And I'm just like, I, said, I just want to say, I'm just super proud of you, man. Cool. Everybody just stay tuned. More to come. Oh yeah. I've definitely been witness to it, <laughs> but let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. I, I mean, on pretty much all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, sometimes I'll do LinkedIn for the most part, but it's usually that Twitter. I don't really mess with too much, um, but at Roman Roselle, R-O-M-A-N-R-O-Z-E-L-L. And it makes sure everybody tunes in to OVW. You can download that if you have a Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick and you can watch it. And yeah. Um, just stay tuned to uh, what's going on with DDP, DDPY, and Roman. So some good stuff coming. Bet well, you heard it here first. So I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, here with the man, the one percenter of the one percenters, Roman Roselle, and we will catch you next time. So tune into the next episode and be there or be somewhere else. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, 
Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash it's recount podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.